0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on December the 25th, 2007. For those with memory, you'll notice that each Christmas gets more and more bizarre. Bizarre in that we go through routines much of which are fairly new in society the routines of uh, crazy shopping and gift giving uh, credit cards and letting off steam really that's the big part of it is is letting off steam from a year that's been full of its normal human problems and added to that, we have the system's problems, which have become ours, they're making sure of that big time. As we rush towards this globalization and totalitarian type of existence, and monitoring and watching and observing, this is bad news. It's bad news for us all. It's worse, of course, for those who are aware, for those who are ignorant. Uh, they say that ignorance is bliss they're blissfully unaware of the whole agenda they don't really live these people they float through life like creatures of instinct but for those who are aware and whose senses their preservation senses are still working and who found out what's going on and who can see the changes around them we know that something ominous is coming at this time of year I get people who have been following the world's agenda and their biggest problem is isolation from their own kind by that I mean people like themselves they're isolated and scattered across the world it will probably come to a stage where where those who are aware will have to be in closer contact with each other as we go through all of this to keep our own sanity because it's not easy understanding and knowing and yet having to live in the land of the dead the dead being those around you who go through, as I say, indoctrinated routines like creatures of instinct and they really don't question much at all about anything they don't have to they don't have to ponder things in any depth whatsoever they've been brought up and we've all been brought up in a society where experts do all the thinking for us, supposedly and we've been trained to believe it and now we have most of the public believing it they believe that they don't have to do much thinking they believe their job is just to produce and consume watch television have fun like perpetual children I witnessed the changes which led towards unification of the countries of Europe I lived through a good part of it and on my travels through those countries I noticed that laws were being passed in every country by their governments never mentioning the fact that every other country was passing them at the same time it was all to do With a standardization of their systems in preparation for merging. The politicians had been told to lie to the public, and they had been doing so since 1948 when they'd set up the bureaucratic commissions within every country that were to work in secret towards unification. That's how things happen on such a big scale in the real world. For those who believe that somehow we've had this fairy tale past of open disclosure by our public servants, that's a good myth to, to believe in, but it's the opposite of the truth. The, the biggest plans for government and for the countries are kept from the public always even when you can see the effects of, of their dealings happening in life, you can see the effects of it all around you, they will lie to the end. That's what they do. And that's the truth about governments. We've never had what we thought of as an open democracy. It's never existed anywhere. The art of governing is to tell the public all they need to know to be cooperative for an agenda always run by the dominant minority or the establishment as they sometimes call it I wondered how they'd get the US into it I knew they'd be one of the main engines working towards it Because of the manpower, tremendous population in the US and its resources, the natural resources all around it the taxation base to bring it about, the educational system of universities where you can pick and choose who you want to bring up the ladder into these agencies that are working towards global government and McCarthy was right in the fact that Big things were happening. They saw the cop what they thought were communists moving in, big time to the State department, but he didn't know the whole picture that this was authorized. It had been a much, much older plan. You must first centralize power, and this is where the Marxist theory is used by the West, and naturally so since it was the West really that financed Marx and his idea was first you'd have wars of liberation national liberation that's the goal that they always pushed so you pushed first of all nationalism and once nationalism was achieved then you would try for centralised government power in a centralised authority and we found that with the American Civil War when Lincoln declared martial law and centralized power. We saw that happening in the countries of World War I and Two. The countries, especially Britain, centralized all the power for construction, for farming, for everything that ran your lives came into the, the government's hands and under their authority. And once that was achieved, they work towards unification with other countries. Amalgamation, just like a business, when they take each other over. Corporate warfare, same idea. Most of the population, even if they could get an idea of this, can understand that much. They can understand what human nature is like to that extent, and that you'll always have these characters, power-hungry people who will plan things their way make it happen and live as kings above you they can understand that part of it but what they don't understand is the massive scientific propagandistic brainwashing we've all had to make us not see what is self-evident for those who are awake the casualties are all around you and most people are casualties of this indoctrination where even your spare time your free time where you think you're being entertained is actually downloading you uh, with agendas and ideas which you would never have come to by yourself conclusions carefully written into the plots and the plans and the schemes of your movies and so on by experts to change your view on everything, but ultimately to change your view on what used to be the sacredness of life itself. When you swallow the propaganda, and we've had so much of it, beginning with nature programs and then the animals' place in, in the world's kingdom, and then they gradually put us into the equation and debase us little by little until we become just another animal and then once you start believing that you've you've lost you've lost and many people have already come to accept that that you're just another animal and therefore you won't mind so much when they come to wipe you out Here's a good example of the techniques being exposed by someone who obviously can see it. It's from the LA Times, December the 10th, 2007, written by Gregory Rodriguez. And it's called Greening of the Zeitgeist, on page A15. It says, is your marriage on the rocks? Are you and the spouse always fighting? Is the, pa- the passion gone? A new study published by the National Academy of Sciences suggests that you should think twice before considering divorce. No, not because of the negative effects it may have on the children or even on your pocketbook, but of what it would do to your poor, or what it would do to your poor mother, but surely poor mother earth, that is. All kidding aside, the study's findings make sense because they share resources. People in married households use energy and water more efficiently than divorced ones. But the study also indicates how much global climate change, which, along with terrorism, now this is important, has replaced the Soviet Union as the monster under the bed in our national consciousness. It has reached the level of a full-blown zeitgeist social issue with far-reaching morale and religious undertones. So he is telling you a truth, very important truth, because they must always have war, ongoing war on something. And I've read from the book The First Global Revolution, written by the Club of Rome, and the founders wrote the book of his particular book, published in the early 90s, but They tell you in it, it was in the 70s, that this group, they admit, they came up with the idea of global warming would be the enemy. And ultimately man himself was the enemy for causing it. And that's how they'd bring the world together and direct it into this new agenda, this brave new world type of agenda. But getting back to this newspaper article from the LA Times, I'll repeat that last little bit the study also indicates this is from the National Academy of Science indicates how much global climate change which along with terrorism has replaced the Soviet Union as the monster under the bed in our national consciousness has reached the level of a full-blown zeitgeist social issue with far-reaching moral and religious undertones religious undertones you thought the Green Movement was just a bunch of conservationists and uh, think tanks sponsoring them It's a religion, you see They must create a religion Past national threats, even fear of the atom bomb Were largely regulated by to the, the political sphere Most people may have worried about nuclear warfare But it encroached on their private lives only at the margins Not very many of us built bomb shelters in the backyard The fear of climate change has invaded our private and everyday lives Indeed, because global warming and the efforts to halt it Touch on nearly every realm of policy The environment has become a moral prism Through which all other issues are being filtered Whether or not they actually care about the environment Partisans of all stripes are using the issue To gain the moral edge Now even the anti-divorce family values folks have environmental ambitions or ammunition. There are many more examples. In July, an obscure environmental impact report issued by the U.S. Bureau of Land Management was quickly embraced by the anti-immigration activists because it found that undocumented migrants were an ecological threat to public lands in southern Arizona. When they crossed the desert in numbers, a fragile ecosystem got literally trampled opposing advocates uh, argued that the increasing militarization of the border was an even greater ecological threat than the migrants themselves climate change has even entered the realm of sexual politics last month a female Swedish scientist never listened to this and I've been saying for years and and I read from Gorbachev's book too when he talked about making this green movement a religion and how everything would come around Mother Earth to save Mother Earth I've been saying for years that people would be taught so much of this from an early age that they'll voluntarily be sterilized which is what the elite want to remember population reduction climate change has even entered the realm of sexual politics last month a female Swedish scientist found that women cause considerably fewer uh, dioxide emissions Than men There will be another study To prove the opposite shortly And it says here Than men And thus considerably less Climate change A green think tank in London Has urged British couples to think Of the environmental Consequences of having more than two Children, again population control It released a paper showing that if couples had two children instead of three, they could cut their family's carbon dioxide output, the equivalent of 620 return flights a year between London and New York. That's a bit much, I'd say. Similarly, last month, a London tabloid featured a 35-year-old environmentalist who asked to be sterilised so she could contribute to the effort to protect the planet. So there you are. It's, I guess, awfully boring being me when you know what's coming it's like seeing a, a movie for the second time she, this is the woman this is what she says having children is selfish she insisted it's all about maintaining your genetic line at the expense of the planet that's exactly what they were talking about making people believe eventually uh, back in the early 1900s most external national threats remind us of our essential goodness The agents behind them are our enemies, the bad guys. Environmentalists' uh, rhetoric, on the other hand, constantly reminds us of our own culpability. Maybe the Club of Rome will blame the public and get them to believe it. For that reason, environmentalism is more akin to a religious awakening than to a political ideology. Like evangelicals, environmentalists speak in their way of fire and brimstone. Like the preacher, the environmental activist demands that we give ourselves to something beyond ourselves and that we do penance for our wasteful, carbon profligate sins. Let the Catholic Church of old even sell indulgences called carbon offsets. That's your carbon offset taxes. And like any religion that emphasizes sin, devotees will find all sorts of ways to prove their personal righteousness, particularly during the Christmas shopping season. It's fun to watch the new secular religion collide with one of our more established ones. Shopping just last week, I received a renewal notice from my favourite news magazine that promised if I renewed my subscription now, and thereby kept the publishers from sending me ten more paper reminders, I could renew the earth at the same time. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Plenty of marketers and manufacturers are spinning their products as eco-friendly not because they'll actually help the earth but because they hope it'll make you feel better buying them. In fact, the near omnipresence of environmentalist rhetoric in the marketplace ought to be its own warning sign. Once eco-friendliness has become moral currency and everyone exploits it, the less likely any of it is to make a difference. This Christmas you can buy everything from environmentally friendly dog collars and cell phones to an $850 leather tote bag, tanned without chemicals and emblazoned with I am the earth, I love myself and I respect myself, in French. There's even a porn website that not only provides lots of facts and figures about the world's forests but donates proceeds from paid memberships to rainforest protection no matter what you do these days, it seems you're good as long as you stay, say it's for Mother Earth. And that's a very true column by Mr. Rog- Rodriguez. Very, very, very true because everything is, is a mantra. It's a mantra. We're hearing religious terminology being used to save Mother Earth. We're already seeing the zealots at the forefront of it Who've swallowed it all They always use the ones on the fringes To get their agendas through People on the fringes are generally the ones who are less stable Who fight for causes that are always radical And they tend to be control freaks themselves They become the leaders For the fanatical side Of change movements The U.S. that watches probably more TV than any other nation is undergoing the tremendous changes themselves right now because of that very fact. But there's a hope within the U.S. because there are people because of its size, because of its big population and because of its past history there are people who are able to see through it in different levels of understanding, perhaps, but they have a a memory of something which most countries never had, and that's a memory of something called rights and freedoms. That's why they will be heavily attacked more so than other countries. And I'm sure the quiet weapons the silent weapons for quiet wars will be used more on the US for storms and so on and catastrophes to keep them all busy and and obsessed with simply surviving down the road and the technique for the unification for the Americas is different because they needed the 9-11 fiasco not only carry out foreign policy which is already on the books but to give them the excuse to rush ahead with the unification, the Fortress America idea and tell us all well, borders are obsolete countries in an economic system with their own capitals and own bureaucracies are very inefficient we have to merge them for efficiency's sake for survival's sake and if we don't we're doomed, we'll be left behind the big mantra that was the mantra for the unification of Europe for the countries who wouldn't join it said all the multi-million dollar ads and advertising campaigns, you'll be left behind never said left behind what, this is left behind and now we're hearing the same same talks here, Why? why change the formats and the why change the procedure when it works so well? The sequence in the the way it's put together. I've talked before about patterns patterns and sequences. Why change them? When they work, if you follow the right procedure each time. So within The United States We have The bulk of the populace Who've taken their their Indoctrinations well And they don't think very clearly outside the box Everything that you tell them About truth Even if you show them facts Doesn't faze them Because they live in a different world You're seeing the effects of psychological brainwashing There's no doubt there's choice making Occurring all the time Within them too Within their own minds and that may have a different kind of consequence eventually but no one can possibly say they didn't know what was happening I've read from some of the big players that gave us part of this system big heavy players at the top who shape our future they're, they're part of huge think tanks and institutions which are given complete financial backing massive financial backing unlimited to bring all of this off on behalf of the dominant ruling minority and there was no better one than Lord Bertrand Russell who even got a lot of the working class on his side because he spoke as the Indians used to say white man talks with forked tongue so he'd give one sort of speeches for the workers who needed to be behind him and another one for his own political peer group he said many people would sooner die than think in fact they do that's what he said He's quite right to tell you truths as well. And we have a hard time swallowing even these basic truths. He said, I think the subject which will be of most importance politically is mass psychology. Its importance has been enormously increased by the growth of modern methods of propaganda. Of these, the most influential is what is called education. Rujan plays a part, though a diminishing one. The press, the cinema and the radio play an increasing part. He could have added television there, but he wrote that in '53. It may be hoped that in time anybody will be able to persuade anybody of anything if he can catch the patient young and is provided by the state with money and equipment. He was a man that championed kindergarten. Although this science will be diligently studied, it will be rigidly confined to the governing class. The populace will not be allowed to know how its convictions were generated. When the technique has been perfected, every government that has been in charge of education for a generation will be able to control its subjects securely without the need to of armies or policemen. That's from the impact of science on society. Still on the impact of science on society. In pages 49 to 50, he says, scientific societies are yet, are as yet in their infancy. It is to be expected that advances in physiology and psychology will give governments much more control over individual mentality than they now have, even in totalitarian countries. Fiji laid it down that education should aim at destroying free will, so that, after pupils have left school, they shall be incapable throughout the rest of their lives of thinking or acting otherwise than as their schoolmasters would have wished same book diet injections and injunctions will combine now remember I keep going about this because it's true very important diet injections that's inoculations in any means possible and injunctions will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable and any serious criticism of the powers that be will become psychologically impossible. Diet injections and injunctions Gradually by selective breeding the congenital differences between rulers and ruled will increase until they become almost different species. A revolt of the plebes would become as unthinkable as an organized insurrection of sheep against the practice of eating mutton the impact of science on society and from the scientific outlook in 31 he says in like manner the scientific rulers will provide one kind of education for ordinary men and women and another for those who are to become holders of scientific power Ordinary men and women will be expected to be docile, industrious, punctual, thoughtless, and contented. Hmm? Let's say that again. In like manner, the scientific rulers will provide one kind of education for ordinary men and women, and another for those who are to become holders of scientific power. Ordinary men and women will be expected to be docile, industrious, punctual, thoughtless, and contented of these qualities probably contentment will be considered the most important in order to produce it at all the researchers of psychoanalysis behaviorism and biochemistry will be brought into play all the boys and girls will learn from an early age to be what is called cooperative that is to do exactly what everybody else is doing hmm? have you noticed that in people around you they'll do what you, they're all doing <laughs> initiative will be discouraged in these children and insubordination without being punished will be scientifically trained out of them except for the one matter of loyalty to the world state you know the citizen world world citizen awards that are giving out Rockefeller Foundation and to their own order Members of the governing class will be encouraged to be adventurous and full of initiative. They must retain the survival capabilities. The big boys all say the same thing about that. They will not alter themselves. We won't need it because the state will be making all the decisions for us, all those bureaucrats and experts. On those rare occasions when a boy or girl who has passed the age at which it is usual to determine social status shows such marked ability as to seem the intellectual equal of the rulers, that's the important part. A difficult situation will arise requiring serious consideration. If the youth is content to abandon his previous associates and to throw in his lot wholeheartedly with the rulers, he may, after suitable tests, be promoted, but if he shows any regrettable solidarity with his previous associates, meaning his own class, his own kind, the rulers will reluctantly conclude that there is nothing to be done with him except to send him to the lethal chamber before his ill-disciplined intelligence has had time to spread revolt. This will be a painful duty to the rulers, but I think they will not shrink. From performing it. And boy, is he right there. So, those few rare occasions, he said, when a boy or girl who has passed the age at which it is usual to determine social status, he's talking about from the lower ranks, shows such marked ability as to seem the intellectual equal of the rulers, the youth then if the use is content to abandon his previous associates mean comp- get one completely over and join the elite's work for them he may be after suitable tests be groomed or promoted but if he shows any regrettable solidarity with his previous associates you know those, those rabble down there the rulers will reluctantly conclude that there is nothing to be done with him except to send him to the lethal chamber kill him they'll kill him before his ill-disciplined intelligence has had time to spread revolt that was from the scientific outlook in 1931 nothing has changed in this agenda at all and what he was talking about there was already in place and working we talked about is it to be hoped this, is to be hoped that this will come, that will come it was already there in fact this is how they write things and it's certainly all over the world today, almost perfected. The poet Robert Burns came out with some good lines and he, in one of his poems. He, he said, Oh, would the Lord the gift to give us to see ourselves as others see us. Sometimes you have to step out from yourself to see yourself in actuality. A painful process, and that's why most can't do it. And when you look at where your thoughts, your ideas, your habits, your beliefs have come from, when you see that even those things you you cry about, like national anthems and so on, where they came from and why they work on you so well and then the the big propaganda industry that's instilled into you a completely fake history constantly telling you that things are getting better so that you'll deny your own observations what would the names of the past say today if they could see America No.
1: I had a lot of talk about the land of the free, I went to see it for myself. What a bond of misery and poverty in a land of incredible wealth. They've got a thing they call the Constitution To defend their civil rights That's provided if you plenty of money for the protest of mail and wine. Find the people for the people That was Lincoln's vow But what the hell would Abraham Lincoln see If he could see America now They made a broken down act of their president And he thinks that he's Genghis Khan he believes that's a Hollywood movie If you don't like it, you can shoot it again And he gets upset when the rest of the world won't do as he demands Won't follow the script he sends us Or be part of the American man. Find the people for the people That was Lincoln's power But what the hell would Abraham Lincoln see If he could see America now Exactly as you told. You with the General Motors and 90 why the time when you get too old? But there's a lot of people living in the USA, enough up to what on. What the rulers did to the peoples of Chile and Vietnam. By the people, for the people, what Christ thinks now? But when the people of the US have been waked up, Gonna be a hell of a row I can feel it starting now
0: Authorities are planning and have been planning for a long time to take over in a totalitarian fashion when the people of the US wake up. They may not understand everything but they will be very, very indignant to find that everything that they Believed in has been taken from them. And that's why you're seeing the militarization all around you with totality, the worst totalitarian system ever, ever dreamed up, with 24 hour observation of everyone. It's going to be a hell. And yet, every step of this agenda requires the cooperation and the obedience and acceptance of the sheep. The elite have always understood the masses the masses like the popular what everyone else is doing population preferred the popular they don't notice that what is now popular could be the opposite of what was popular a hundred years ago or fifty years ago times have lived through they just adopt, they don't think well understood by even ancient priesthoods To the present time. Adolf Hitler in Mein Kampf, page 134, said In the big lie, there is always a certain force of credibility because the broad masses of a nation are always more easily corrupted in the deeper strata of their emotional nature than consciously or voluntarily and thus in the primitive simplicity of their minds they more readily fall victims to the big lie than the small lie perfectly understood the general people you know what an individual is an individual is someone who is unpopular That's what individuality is. You say, you think, you might behave differently from those in the population who do the popular stuff. And the herd mentality works very, very well. can't be denied. It's there. You see it all around you. Hitler also said, What luck for rulers that men do not think. He also said, I use an emotion for the many and reserve reason for the few. People, coupled with religion and emotion, can be controlled so easily. The new religion, as I say, is just the old pantheistic stuff rehashed over and over, which they now call the New Age. It's the New Age movement. Religion is the easiest thing to create if you have the money, resources, and the method to Propagandize it out into the public. And they will jump for it. They love stuff that promises them power. And that's what the New Age is really for. And it's also meant to create the mantra, bring the mantra into being that we're all one, and they'll all get hooked up with their brain chip and have a brief oneness for a while before the main switch is pulled and there's no more them they will have their nirvana their state of non-being oh, what a, an ambition huh? Pope Leo X who died in 1521 and this is quoted in the Encyclopedia Britannica in the 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th and 13th, 14th editions he said it has served as well this myth of Christ in the Catholic Encyclopedia on page 133 it says how much we and our family have profited by the legend of Christ is sufficiently evident to all ages Plato said he is a wise man who invented God and Seneca the younger who died in 65 AD said every man prefers belief to the exercise of judgment ain't that the truth Einstein said the ruling class at present has the schools and press usually the church as well under its thumb this enables it to organize and sway the emotions of the masses and makes its tool of them and for the new agers who think this uh, spontaneously sprung into its existence the whole movement and uh, the Hinduism that they're following and most of them are completely oblivious of that's all it is, is Hinduism and it was rehashed to get the West into a mindset a mindset where they're taught not to look at the negative in other words, don't look at those things which you may have to know to survive just look at the pleasant things and they're all they'll get taught this, and how to get what they want really that's other thing that's the big bait in the new age movement: think and grow rich, get what you want, channel this entity in, believe what it says, believe it is what it says it is, and let it run your life for you, or get a card shark in who will deal with cards and tell you your future. It's much easier to read tea leaves; you can drink the tea and enjoy it too. It's cheaper that way. No oh, mortal man is there anything you cannot be made to believe Adam Weishaupt And people are following these front men gurus that are put out there for them to be mystified by and enthralled by Because the public do want those very things they'll, they'll lap it up The more mystery you give them And the extra mundane talk you give them the more they'll follow the leader because most folk want to deify a human being and follow them they're not content uh, with a god outside of themselves they want one they can sit down and eat with Bertrand Russell also said men fear thought as they fear nothing else on earth more than ruin, more even than death thought is subversive and revolutionary destructive and terrible thought is merciless to privilege established institutions and comfortable habit thought looks into the pit of hell and is not afraid thought is great and swift and free the light of the world and the chief glory of man. They also said many people would sooner die than think. In fact, they do. And suggestion goes a long, long way. 60% of the public, test after test, are proven they're instantly suggestible. 20% can be brought under to the same state with a little bit more work. Suggestion. Hypnosis. Therefore I talk to those and for those who have woken up or are in the process of waking up and who've gone through the humility of realizing they've been suckered All their lives That's not an easy thing to go through We hang on to our ego With tentacle grips Because we're, we must defend it at all costs Yet We have to let it go If we want truth It's not easy For people who are with tremendous egos To admit they've been stupid It's not easy at all. And yet that's what must be done to come through. It's not all gloom and doom and the fact that there are those out there who do understand, who've got beyond the political nonsense and and the voting scams and and all the usual traditional stuff we've wasted our time with for a long time—it's not all hopeless because we are proof uh, that we have broken through. We're proof that it can be done. And for many, I get letters all the time. I get many letters telling me that for the first time, they feel alive when they come through this. Everything now makes sense and that's a miracle in itself too when you realize the amounts of incredibly designed indoctrination we've had since birth the inoculations that they whacked into us that probably had nothing to do uh, with polio and so on Now for myself I should mention a few things People cannot believe how I live It's impossible almost for me to understand how I live I hit the floor running in the morning I have no staff to do everything for me And I have to do all the basic things too Of this daily routine living And I make up orders when I get them in it takes forever to scotch tape up all the big envelopes. Run off to the post office, which isn't that close. Post it. Go to my mailbox, which isn't near the house either. Pick up the mail and come through that. And then walk the dog, make something to eat. And the next thing I know, I'm on the air at night. Then after that, because they've cut back my speed on the satellite upload... I found out uh, the military-industrial complex owns the satellite. They've cut my speed back to be that uh, twice of dial-up, twice twice the speed of dial-up. So I'm up till four or more in the morning. People try and call, and I understand, I understand the need to talk to people who have broken through. But I hope you realize that I don't have time just for casual talks. And there's no one, no one under this sun who will ask just one question. They'll ask me, they phone me and ask me one question, because it leads to a hundred other questions. And the time goes by. And I used to spend days on the phone, from morning till night. I'd take every call. And I, it got so bad I was losing weight with it I got nothing done I had no time to even eat So I, I'm being firm With myself For survival's sake And there's no break Seven days a week, no break And there's always people I have to get back to uh, There are people out there I have told I would phone and it goes back for a few weeks I've got a list of them I haven't got round to it it's that heavy a burden here a workload but anyway here we are with the winter solstice we made it through another year the time of regeneration rebirth as they call it And in three days, the sun will start to travel further in its climb and eventually go further and further to the west as it's reborn. And the days will gradually, slowly, very slowly, at first get longer in light. And right now, underneath all the snow, there was a big thaw for a couple of days there, and the snow sunk Two thirds, At least with this quick thaw And I haven't opened the basement door yet I don't want to put my life jacket on and go down there But I'm going to have to, no doubt And generally we see the January thaw It happens one, one week one way or the other But this is really in keeping with the, the time One thing that's still normal Although they are spraying the skies south Florida wind is blowing up this way and that probably was what gave us the the melt of the snow. And underneath the snow, you know, you can almost swear you hear the cheering after Christmas of all these billions of tiny little mosquito embryos and the deer fly embryos cheering. They know that come summer They come out and eat me I'm sure each one's got my name on it They love me And I get fed up, to be honest with you Donating blood to nature I get rather anemic at it And they are pretty bad And I think they're getting worse I think they're getting worse because they're breeding them and releasing them And that's not a joke Because it's been admitted before That they have done this kind of thing with mosquitoes and we're living in times where sciences are being used quietly all the time but in the midwinter where it's a kind of dreary sky we tend to reflect on the previous year that's what it's about times of reflection and renewal you look back on that blur that was the year and make plans for the next. Big changes coming, we should all get ready for them and prepare ourselves mentally and spiritually. That must much abuse word now, spiritually, for the things to come. As I say, there's always hope There's hope when people like myself Can work their way up I'm not author- authorized to be up there I was asked on to radio stations Because so many people Have been following my blurbs And asked the station managers Bombarded them to get me on So I wasn't. I couldn't be ignored much longer therefore you use the avenues you have while you have them who knows how long we'll be able to speak our minds especially people like myself talking about the things I do talk about plus I have various attempts to pull me off shows by very well known people people who asked me to side with them and things would be wonderful if I just go along with certain types of agendas and then when I said no I wouldn't lie to the public one of them told me I'll, I'll phone all the radio stations and get you off these are the ones who are Fronting for darker powers because they must confuse the people at this time and grab those who are trying to wake up and spin them off into another fake reality which end up at the same position where they all take their brain chips and be one that's the mantra that they all preach eventually altered states of consciousness get you used to the idea make you want it Promise you a lot of nonsense. Give you an awful lot of fantasy. And the public want to believe it too. And then you have your brain chip. You'll all be one in Nirvana where you won't have to think anymore, or even have the capability of thinking at all. Exactly what the elite want. Individualism is something that is fairly new. I've been over this before. Up until 1800s, it was always a, we had feudal societies, we had, we had a very rigid system, very little knowledge of the big world at all in most countries that was kept for the small elites. The peasantry did everything on a social basis. Individuality hadn't been given a chance to take off and afterwards when it did have the chance very few took it, they don't like they're terrified of being different and yet for being different and allowing your mind to, to wander in so many forbidden labyrinths it becomes a joy in itself to actually have your own mind functioning as it's supposed to so we'll get through the dark days and we'll come back into the light once again and the spring comes on and Hamish the dog is doing well he's healthy he's a great companion and he can put up with me and that says something we still go walks not long enough at the moment because we not time but hopefully that will change someday and it's not too easy to get too far with all that snow unless you go snowshoeing which I can do but eventually I, I hope to get help here to take the burden off all the emails and all the other stuff that someone else could take care of for me and deal with the mailing and so on that way I could sit and write more books I won't do CDs again or the videos because these get copied and sold elsewhere and there are people who have been making their living off everything I've been talking about and giving out for free I ask the people to always use their own common sense check everything out think for yourself question your own perceptions and your own beliefs and conclusions and work out how you arrive at them and don't be afraid if your opinion is in the minority that's a good sign So from Hamish and myself up in a quiet Christmas day or evening Ontario Canada and It's good night send me your God or your gods or hallelujah which means the sun S U N is risen whatever it is that makes you feel good and in touch with something may it go with you and before I go or at least to finish off this talk I pulled out one of my old guitars something I haven't played on for about 10 years when I gave everything up and initially just over 10 years ago I had a a set of booster injections for going abroad and I came down with a massive arthritis within two weeks. I knew it came then from the inoculations. And my knuckles swelled up like a really elderly person's would be after years of having arthritis. And I knew the format, I knew this is how it goes. And I saw the specialist in regardless and they went through the format, which I knew, and they said Oh, you'll get spurs on your knuckles, they'll be big, and but once the spurs are there, the nerves will die, and the pain will go. And they have all these stiff old hands. I said, "Oh no, I won't." And so i I used spatulas, and I taped two fingers at a time, splinted them, and pulled them really tight in to get the swelling down, and treated myself like this for three months in the winter time using a chainsaw because I don't wood. <laughs> and I'd alternate the fingers every couple of weeks until I had them back down. And since then, well I've done a lot of rough and heavy work. So you'll forgive me if I'm a bit rusty on this old gitter. Which I certainly am. But a little while ago today I thought about it and says, you know, I've nothing much to give the people and I'd like to at least thank those who've helped me and thank the translators for all the work they've put in on these translations. It's time-consuming, a lot of work. So this is my Christmas present to them and to the listeners. And don't laugh when I make all these mistakes because it's literally years since I've touched the guitar